Howdy, fellow nerf herders. I like me a good old space western. I don't like having them spoiled by Bantha Poodoo yapping too much. The following is just two Mando-loving scoundrels talking about the show. So if and you don't want spoilers, then turn your tauntaun now and head back to base. So long and happy listening. Welcome back, Mando! I am IG Ethan. I am this child's nurse droid and require that you remind him to me immediately. Set you were the best in the Parsec. I have spoken. Welcome back to This Is The Way, a little helming sideshow. It's the sideshow that uh, we decided, hey, we really, really like what's going on here, and we want to drag you along with us and talk about The Mandalorian. And uh, we hope that you checked out last episode, which was the very first one that we did, which was loosely titled Episode 9 even though it's the first one for us, but we're trying to go with the order of the actual show. So if you didn't listen to before, we're going to try to go through Season 2 collectively, and then when Season 2 ends, we'll go back and do a recap on Season 1. But uh, this is uh, it's <laughs> it's everything that us Star Wars fans have dreamed of. And uh, so far, none of these episodes have disappointed. Ain't that right, Mr. Danny Bennett? That's right. I, I, I've enjoyed every episode of The Mandalorian that's come out. I think it, it, it benefits from having a, a, a limited scope. You know, you're watching one guy uh, and his trials and tribulations through the galaxy. It, there's no overarching plot. You know, the end of the universe isn't at hand. And, and so, so they're able to make some really tight stories and some really good action and really fun characters in the Star Wars universe that we've all come to know and love. Yeah. Or, or know and hate, you know, like some people know and hate it, but... Hate just takes yeah. too much energy, man. That's right. By the way, this episode will be episode 12, so that we just make sure it's as confusing <laughs> as possible. There, there are 10 episodes. We're going to call it 12 because it's kind of like our second one here. And um, <laughs> no, 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 we're not going to do that. Uh, no, it's actually, if you go by the moniker that they put up for the episodes, this is actually called Chapter 10. We'll call it Episode 10. Oh, yeah. And it's, it's titled The Passenger. And uh, it really just kind of picks up where the last episode left off, where he's kicked some dragon butt. He's got the the little baby with him, and he's heading out of town, uh, or wherever he was, not out of town, out in the middle of nowhere. But he's kind of making his way back 
to either Mos Eisley or somewhere, wherever he's kind of heading to. Yeah, I like it because because they don't give you any explanation. It's just, it just cuts right in. And, you know, as soon as you see him going across the, uh, the the desert on a swoop bike and you see there are two suns in the background, you're like, yeah, I know exactly where this is. You That's know, right. It, it, it allows you to, to figure it out. It doesn't spoon feed you, which I, I really like. Yeah. And it's kind of a like a Lawrence of Arabia kind of shot too, right? Because you got this this just huge piece of scenery and him off in the distance coming towards you. And while he's uh, scooting along, we see a group of loose cannon bounty hunters. Uh, they, they don't look like they're legit bounty hunters. They look like a ragtag kind of team to me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They they've got um they've got the little guy that. Obviously, is the only one who who they've left as as kind of a, a safety back there, and, uh, yeah. and he's he's not up to the task. <laughs> he's like a almost like a Jawa's like half cousin or something. It's uh, I, I've never seen this character before. I you know I th- I want to say I, I think you know there there's some you know extended universe stuff. I think he's an Alina or an Alima, and they have like a little like like reptilian head under that hood, but he's wearing some kind of face mask. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly what he is, but I'm okay with that. <laughs> but they set up a tripwire to knock uh, Mando off of his uh, off of his speeder, which I'm trying to figure out how do you determine the height of that, right? How do we set up a tripwire for something that's floating in the air? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I guess with, with it, you know, with it having like a nose and like a like a motor, you know, you just put it somewhere in the middle, and it's either going to catch the dude off the bike or it's going to catch the bike somewhere. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, if you if he had known it was there, he could have just gone up because you know from uh, right from uh, Return of the Jedi, we know you know they can just go into the yeah. stratosphere with those things if they want to, just kick it up there. Yeah, so you know it's just one of those things, but it makes for for a good uh, a good battle scene here because his bike gets totally destroyed. He's flipping out on the ground. You see the little baby go rolling across, and they send the little. Uh, half wit to go try to catch the baby while they try to handle mando and uh that didn't work out too well for them you get some pretty decent action here the the gun that's got the grappling hook that they kind of shoot at him then he pulls the gun to him and hits both the guys in the heads yeah yeah it was pretty cool (laughs) when and you know when when you get when the uh the bike gets tripped you know you're like oh what's gonna happen now he spins around in that jet pack you know, he uses that to like yeah. stop from from flying off and, and lands on his feet. That's some cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of jetpack, that's kind of what this ends up coming down to because right. the little uh, the little Jawa looking dude now has the baby with a knife pointed to its throat. Knife to his throat. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Mendo's like, "Hey, I'll give you anything you want. That, hey, that wreckage that just happened. There's some good valuable parts in there. Just don't hurt the kid, right?" And he ends up wanting Mando's jetpack, so Mando takes it off, and somehow it stands up straight on the ground. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Like it's it's yeah. kind of like one of those those uh, gravity defying toys, you know, that you set somewhere and it shouldn't balance, but it does. He just sets it down on its little thrusters, and it just stands there. Yeah, and it, it must be super light too, because you know, dude yeah. just grabs it and runs, just takes off running. Yeah. <laughs> And of course, and while he's running, I even said to Becky, I was like, he can control that with his controllers and show sure enough. <laughs> he picks up the little baby and he's holding it and the little dude's running off with the jet pack and he hits the buttons and it just shoots the guy up in the sky. 
and he comes crashing down the ground. And I love the look on the baby's face, man. He's just like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, I think the comedy that they interlace in the show is, is on point. You know, they, they do a good job of they, they give you some intensity and then some some uh, some drama. And then and then they 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 top it off with a punchline. It's a good stuff. Yeah. I mean, I just expect to, to hear the, the Keanu Reeves voice, you know, the whoa. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so now uh, Mando's on foot. He's picked up the pieces of the, the armor of Boba Fett and everything. that got thrown everywhere, and he's carrying it all and uh, makes his way into Mos Eisley. I'm gathering that's where we're at, right? Yeah, I, I think I think so. I mean, it's wherever the mechanic uh, yeah. is. Motto, is. Yeah, it, so you know, yeah. I, I, it, it goes back to wherever he went in the first season. For all that, it, it looks just like when they go into the cantina. It looks just like the original cantina. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Uh, but while he goes in there, he's looking for Motto, and she's in there gambling against a giant ant. <laughs> yeah. And let, let me tell you that one of my favorite things about this episode is the name of that giant ant is, is yep. Doctor Mandible. Dr. Mandible. And then she also calls him Zorak. Did you notice that? No, she did. Yeah. She goes, calm down, Zorak. And I was like, whoa, hey, <laughs> space so, ghost. So his name is Dr. Zorak Mandible. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. I wonder what his doctorate yeah. is in. <laughs> exactly. And I thought the same thing. I was like, why would he be Dr. Mandible? <laughs> He's a giant ant. <laughs> well, you know, it's he's his well, his doctor is obviously not in Sabak because he's he's there playing motto. Yeah. And he has a good feeling about his hand, but yeah, you know, she says, well, you know, he says he knows where some Mandalorians are because you know the way this plot goes, yeah, everybody has a lead. You know, you just have to walk into the next scene, and um, and and she says if you cover his bet, then he'll tell you. And so you know, Mando being the <laughs> shill that he is, like, yeah, okay, I'll cover his bet. And then he loses yep. like immediately. She she throws out the idiots array, right? <laughs> <laughs> Which is another thing that's kind of coming to the universe before, like the whole right. There, there's a whole sabak that's like poker, and then there's the one they invented for Solo, which is just a math game, and it's it's not super fun, but it's cool that they did it. But but yeah, she's <laughs> idiots array. You lose, and um. <laughs> but yeah, he has some information because he's got a contact. And said that this contact would be at the hangar when they get back there, and and they'll get more information from there, which is kind of confusing to me because it's almost like Motto knows this person already. Yeah, she ends up knowing all the information versus what she got from the ant, so it's kind of a weird situation there. But it, anyways, it doesn't really matter. Um, you know, she says uh, when she sees him walk up, and he's got. Uh, Boba Fett's armor, and she's like, oh, so you found the Mandalorian and you killed him? <laughs> yeah. He's like, no, no, I got this in trade. Well, what did you have to do? I, I killed a killed a, dra- uh, <laughs> killed a dragon. She's like, oh, is that all? <laughs> <laughs> then she's like, yeah, I hope you brought some meat back from that crate dragon. Yeah. And, yeah. He's got a, and, and he did. He, he had a yeah. big old hunk of meat at the end of the last episode, and, and walking across the desert... With the stuff off the swoop bike, he went ahead and brought that big old hunk of meat, too. I guess he thought, you know, worse comes to worse. You know, him and the baby can chow down on that, I suppose. Right. And next scene is where they're actually cooking it off of the off of an engine from, from a ship. Little robots at nerve, you know, turning it over so it gets evenly cooked. And yeah. 
Yeah, and the but little robot, of, the little robot was yeah. from from New Hope. You know, it it yep. it's, it looks like a you know like a Texas Instruments robot from you know 1978. <laughs> you know, it's got a little little. It looks like Robbie the robot from Nintendo, kind of. It, it's got like a Viewmaster for a head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But yeah, while that's going on, this is where Motto says, uh, hey, this uh, this contact that she has has more info on another Mando location. And the only price for this information is they need passage into another system. Yeah. And uh, he's like, okay. So it's kind of a flashback from A New Hope of uh, no cargo, just the two of us and no questions asked, right? It's that kind of setup. Oh, yeah, they just need passage, and you can't use hyperdrive. And he's like, well, that's a deal breaker. I mean, I'm I'm wanted. I mean, that's how I'm getting around everywhere. Yeah, you know, you can't just, just cruise through you know, every, every little town at 35 miles an hour. <laughs> like he's been doing. <laughs> I guess it would be like if you were wanted in a state, and, and they were like, but you can't use the interstate to drive to the next state. you got to use highways. You know, so you're yeah. gonna, you know, have the chance of running into way more cops and people that might recognize you and all that stuff. Because he's got to drive, you know, sublight this whole way to this other system, and uh, yeah, that ends up working out exactly how you'd expect it to. Yeah. So it ends up being this lady who is basically they, they they've had a lot of different names I've seen brought up like frog lady and all this stuff, but to me she's she's a salamander, man. That's what she looks like. Well, she looks kind of like a salamander. She's jumping at one point, and yep. it looks kind of like you know, like a skit from from uh, Sesame Street or something. But <laughs> I, I really like her. I, I think that yeah. you know she's really cool looking, and you know her little frog language because she can't speak common. I guess her throat doesn't let her. She understands it, but she can't speak it. Right. So she's just croaking and squeaking, and yeah, yeah, she's definitely kind of a salamander character, and she looks dead up like a Jim Henson workshop yeah. creation. Totally agree. She's got a cool froggy head, and she's wearing like a like sackcloth kind of clothing, like Ewoks to to hide the joints under there. Yeah, she's great though. I really like. Yeah, I think so too. And and the cargo is herself, and she's got a container full of her eggs. Yeah, and the story is is uh, she's got to go meet her husband or mate or whatever this situation is and fertilize the eggs to procreate and why they're separated we don't really know but uh that's the story then we're sticking to it <laughs> yeah i guess he went out looking for a place you know and, and and when he found a place he he sent for her you know i think we've heard that story before yeah yeah pretty much and uh but like you said the language barrier is a big problem here but the interesting thing is this container of eggs is, uh, you know, it's it's a good, like, milk jug size container. And there's probably 30 or four of these eggs floating around in it. And <laughs> the whole thing with the baby eating the eggs, I mean, he's after these things the whole time. <laughs> yeah, as soon as he sees them, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I was telling the, now we, we watched it a second time last night and I was talking with my family. I was like, this is one of the things I like because there's very little you can do with the child to kind of change people's opinion about him. But one of the yeah. things is they got him eat everything, right? And, yeah. and the fact that you kind of get attached to the idea of these eggs and, and you understand how much they mean to, you know, the frog lady, 
Yeah. And he's still eating them. It kind of yeah. it kind of gives you a little depth on the character. Like he doesn't care about that, or even understand maybe. But yeah, like, he, well, it, he's it makes he's you a conflicted. toddler, so it's it's just like you know you make sure everything's picked up out of your floral when you've got a baby that's crawling around because they'll pick up everything they can find and put it in their mouth. And, yeah, you know so you're kind of running with that. But yeah, man, he is all about these eggs. Even <laughs> even walks up to the container and uses the force to pull them closer to him through the glass. Yeah. So when he opens the container, he can just reach in and get them. <laughs> and it's a it's a great running gag through the whole episode. Yeah, man. And he's just sucking them down. He'll grab one, just and it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> and it, yeah, it, uh, she, she's all like, "This is my last brood, and I will never." Be. And you're, you're like, "Man, that baby's been eating these things this whole episode." <laughs> I kind of halfway through the episode, I'm like, he's going to eat them all, and yeah, then they're going to yeah. get there. They're they're going to they're going to look at the thing, and they're going to all be gone, and it's going to be like, <laughs> oops, sorry. And they go, what? Yeah, exactly. Look at him. He'll go, sorry. <laughs> 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 so, anyways, the Mando catches him eating the eggs, and he takes him. And says, all right, it's nap time, and they lay down and go to sleep. And the lady salamander is like in the cockpit, and she's in a chair in there, and she's relaxing. And then all of a sudden, these sirens start going off. So Mandalorian wakes up, and there's two X-Wing fighters that are on each side of his ship. And they're communicating to him, saying, hey, uh, in this sector, you have to have a beacon on your ship, and you don't have one. So they're pulling him over for, like, a broken taillight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. And he, he tries to say, well, you know, I have an antique. It doesn't have a beacon. I don't need seatbelts because I'm grandfathered yeah. in, you know. And, and they're like, well, that used to be the way it is. But now there's the New Republic, you know, the Empire, if you remember. This takes place, you know, kind of right after uh, Return of the Jedi. So the Empire's just been eliminated and now you know new republic's moving in and they've got their uh previously rebel you know uh pilots out there at x-wings you know just kind of patrolling the galaxy making sure there aren't any imperial remnants or you know vagabonds or any of that and it's a it's a good back and forth you know have you ever been pulled sure. over for something you know you you feel mando exactly yeah and then they ask him for a, a scan for more info on his ship and him himself. And it's, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, I don't have that information with me right now. Oh, that's okay. We'll wait. <laughs> you know? So they're playing that whole that whole mantra there of all that. And then all of a sudden they say, uh, hey, uh, switch over to Channel 2. So the officers switch to another channel so they can talk to each other. And then they're ready to haul this guy in. So they've looked at his records and they're seeing some stuff they don't like. And then he just floors it, man, and takes yeah. off. And this chase scene, man, is fantastic. It's good stuff. I mean, I mean, to to the point, you know, they they switch to every channel, and then like five seconds later, the the S foils go into attack position, like at the beginning of the first movie. Yeah, it, you know, and, and he's like, oh, I know what that means, you know. So yeah, he's basically gearing up, and then he just drops to this this planet below and starts, you know, like you said, this chase, which is awesome. It's, Going through these clouds, and I don't know, man. I just thought I was like, "This is <laughs> this is done very, very well." So I was impressed by the whole chase scene, to the point to where he just basically shuts his engines off and he just does a free fall through the clouds down to this planet to try to get away from them. But they see him, but they keep chasing after him, and he ends up doing like a crash landing on this planet, and the ship comes to a stop. But apparently, it's on some thin ice or whatever, and it breaks through, and then he falls down into this. I don't know, just like a big cavern or something. Yeah. 
Oh, and, and, and it looks bad. I mean, this yeah, ship looks man. beat up. And this is an ice planet too. So your first thoughts are, is, is this Hoth? But they don't they don't mention that it's Hoth. So I haven't really figured out what planet we're really on. Yeah, yeah. I was I was kind of expecting you know later in the episode there'd be a Wampa because they were in that uh, they were in that ice cave, yeah. and I was like, ah, oh, this looks familiar. But right. But no. No, no, it's not. So we don't know. I'm sure somebody out there knows what planet it is, but. Um, there's this hole. Of course, he gets out and looks at the damage of the ship. And there's a big hole in the side of the ship, and he's like, "Oh man!" And stuff is scattered everywhere, and he can't find the baby. And then he pulls back a blanket. So even through all this traumatic stuff, here's the baby under a blanket, reaching his hand down in that container again, and just pulling out the eggs. Yep, yep. It just it, he's not going to stop until he's eaten them all. And you know, he he takes every opportunity to to go ahead and, and peel off a few more. <laughs> so he ends up stopping him and then they decide to rest and this is where the communication is a problem again because she's pointing out something about the eggs and trying to tell mando and he's like yeah i don't know what you're saying at all and they kind of drift off asleep and then all of a sudden mando gets woke up by a voice and this salamander lady has tapped into the zero droid that was in the earlier episodes and is using his vocoder or whatever they she calls it at the time yeah to be able to speak to him and she starts giving him the lowdown of hey i'm the last of our kind this is my the, the you know this is the end of pretty much our civilization and this has to happen or that's the end and you're supposed to be a man of your words i heard mandalorians are you know their word is good and you're backing off on the deal and so she kind of gives him a hard time about it and uh, he even says, "Yeah, this the deal is off." <laughs> yeah, you know, I I think I, I'm not sure that this is, those are the last frog eggs in existence. I think she was more like these are the last ones I can lay, and and I want to have children with my mate. Which, yeah, maybe so. Which I mean, it's still serious. You know, it's like this is my only opportunity to have children, and you know, I didn't I didn't take it as you know this is the end of the the frog people, but it might have been. Either way, you know, she's got a point. You know, he, he told yeah. her that he'd get her to place. And, but yeah. the Razor Crest is all effed up. So what yeah, are you going to do? You know, it, it's really beat up. I don't, I'm not sure what he was planning. Like, was he just going to wait for the the fuzz to disappear? And then he was going to, like, yeah, I, I don't like, know like either put up a beacon to have somebody find him or something? Because he was just going to go to sleep. Yeah. I mean, you're kind of stuck in a situation. There's a big hole in your ship and you're fluids are leaking out everywhere but you're just gonna say yeah i'm just gonna take a nap so yeah it's hard to know maybe he was just trying to you know just regain his thoughts or whatever and yeah you know so hey we do we, we do have to you know talk about the the voice of the droid though right yeah yeah it's uh it's richard uh i Adelaide. yeah i i ayalati <laughs> I saw a show yeah. with him in it, and he pronounced his name. And then he said, "At least that's they, that's what they tell me my name sounds like." You know, so he even he kind of knows that his last name is is a is a mouthful. But yeah, I loved hearing <laughs> his voice again. You yeah. know, anybody who watches the IT crowd, it's Moss from the IT crowd. I mean, they, the guy's hilarious. But well, yeah, I mean, was, we just covered the Garth Maringay stuff, and yeah. you know, he's the he's the director on that, so uh, it's it's an unmistakable <laughs> voice. You can't you can't you know Dean Lerner. I mean, Dean you, can, you can't. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I love when when all those things pop in. And you just hear the voice, and you're like, "Hey, that's 
That's Dean Lerner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's cool. It's like he the droid Dean Lerner is is it was one of the things I liked out of the first season too. And I guess I've yeah. forgotten that that the Mandalorian had had offed him. Like Yeah. I remembered that he wasn't on the prison ship with them, but like I, I didn't remember that he had had gotten uh, destroyed there in the ship. There, there's a flashback well, how, at the beginning of the episode to remind you, but you know I forgot about right. that. Well, how about the fact of hey, even though I just killed him, I'm just going to keep him on my ship. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know? right. Stick him on a shelf. <laughs> so, anyways, Bando decides to go outside after all that conversation, start doing repairs on the ship. And he sees the little tyke come out, and he's like, hey, what, what are you doing out here? And he goes and looks, and he's trying to let the Mando know that the lady has taken off. And he uses some, like, heat sensory to kind of see, and there's a, a path that she went into, into a cave. And they go in there, and she's basically just in this hot spring. She's got all of her eggs floating around in there with her, and she's just, uh, you know, enjoying the heat because, you know, she's a cold-blooded Riptile, so uh, she's needing this, and it's feeling good. So I just wondered, did she sense that that yeah. that spring is there? Or there's yeah. a lot of stuff in this episode, like you said, with with uh, it, with the whole transport passenger, and oh, he knows somebody, you know, she knows something. It, it, and well, him going to sleep instead of doing the thing, it's it's kind of like they were forcing the drama into it. And this is another yeah. one. It's like, why would she go away? Well, I don't know. You know, like you said, maybe she sensed it. Maybe she has a heat sensing, you know, thing, and, yeah. and it was just too cold. And she also yeah. has her eggs in in the uh, yeah, just in, floating in, around in, the hot in springs, there. You know, like like so. You know, <laughs> maybe, maybe there was some necessity for for survival. But yeah, it's not really explained, and it's not so egregious that I'm worried about trying to explain it. No, well, because it's all to lead up what happens next, where you know, Mando <laughs> and the and the baby show up. And then the baby starts seeing these little eggs that are everywhere in this Man. cavern. And I really thought it was going to be a crossover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They really look like xenomorph eggs. Sure did. And uh, and even even the creature inside of it is pretty dang close when you first see the little ones, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, which, yeah which he the, eats one, the, too. Yeah, the baby walks up and the egg opens up. He just reaches in there and grabs it and starts eating it. <laughs> And it ends up being these uh, space ice spiders. Yeah, <laughs> they're uh, and they, and they have these like mouths on the bottom of their abdomens. You know, they're they're on little little trunks. You know, that their mouth looks kind of like a like a like a starfish or something. You know, it's got like a sarlacc. It looks like a mini sarlacc yeah. on the end. You know, it's a bunch yeah. of teeth, and they're and really man. really nightmarish. Yeah, yeah, and. They, these are all when they first start off. It's it's small ones, and then some knee high versions start popping up out of nowhere. Then some bigger ones that are human size start popping up, and then you get a couple of big daddies coming out that are just as big as the spaceship <laughs> that the Mandalorians driving. Yeah, yeah, and so you know it's it's one of those you know get get your eggs, get, get out of the water. You know it's time to go. Yeah. yeah. So man, this this whole scene is just non-stop action man it is it's funny we talked about we talked about alien but this feels like aliens the second movie with the non-stop chasing firefighting these things are aggressive like the xenomorphs i mean it's it's pretty awesome 
Yeah, it's um, and and like I said, it's a it's a nightmarish sequence. I mean, there are just millions of these things, and they're yeah. in this big hive. You know, there's this this unending ice cavern. And you know it's kind of cool. Like I said, you, you get to see the the frog person. She she's running, and and you kind of can't believe that they would keep ahead of all these things. And then you see she's <laughs> leaping, you know, like a, like a frog. It's and funny it's because cool when they first thing. start take off running, I told Becky, I said she she ain't gonna make it. He's gonna have to deliver these eggs, and she's gonna be a goner. <laughs> then all of a sudden, she gets down on all fours and starts hopping. I'm like, never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, but they make it all the way back to the ship, and I mean, it is nonstop firefighting. They get inside the ship, and there's just so many of them, they can't stop them. I mean, they even get into the cockpit, and the door's trying to close, and some are getting through while he's trying to burn the ones out and get the door shut. It is nail-biting stuff, man, and these things are horrific, man. These things are really scary looking. Yeah, they never really get a get a hit off you know they never bite anybody or anything but i mean there are just so many of them that the terror is real yeah and the one gets in the cockpit and gets on top of the baby's head and i thought oh no he's gonna get bit and he'll have some kind of poisonous thing happen to him you know uh a la lord of the rings right 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 space that, ice that, spider that, venom yeah right but uh luckily enough the uh the salamander lady has a firearm of her own, and she shoots the one off the off the baby's head, and, and she's saves a crack his life. shot too. Yeah, that's a really good shot. And of course, you're probably thinking, well, if she knew that he ate the egg, she probably just would have shot him too. So, <laughs> yeah. and then while the battle's still going on, you get the huge one that comes over the top of the ship, and they're trying to break through the glass, and he's you know he's trying to get through to to them in the cockpit. Then all of a sudden, you hear some more firepower that's happening outside the ship. And lo and behold, our two X-Wing fighters show up, and they're blasting all the spiders. And this brings up that question again of how would they even know <laughs> that this is going on? But yeah. I don't know that it really matters. I guess they've been, they've been you know, tracking the area, and they finally honed in on where the ship was. I mean, because they said they were going to spread out when he, when he thought he had lost them. Um, yeah. And maybe they just had nothing better to do. Yeah, because really, it, like you know, why would you spend so much time on this one ship that you aren't even sure? Yeah, but you, but you it don't even yeah. doesn't matter because they save the day. I mean, so your X Men X Wing fighters save the day. Mando comes out and they're like, "Hey, uh, we were looking at your record and we should haul you in because you're responsible for this, this, this." But we also saw where you brought in, you know, these other criminals and stuff. So it's like. You know, one thing kind of knocks out, one good thing you've done knocks out a bad thing that you've done, and they just kind of let him go with a warning. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> it's all from the from the jailbreak episode. You know, it's like right. you put those three guys in the in the jail cell, so you're not all bad. And then um, also, we see where you tried to save the life of the guy who was manning the ship. You know, that's all on video, so you're not that bad a yeah. guy. But yeah, you, you need to stop being as bad a guy as you are. You know, then basically. <laughs> So, yeah, they just kind of, here's the strange thing is they shoot the spiders just so they can come tell him, hey, uh, we would haul you in, but we're not going to, and we'll see you later. <laughs> and they just leave him there. And I'm like, you can't help with any repairs or anything? I, mean, I, th- uh, I thought that, too. I mean, he was kind of a dick to him. You know, he, he was like, he was like, hey, well, how about I forego the bounty on those three that I that I got for you, and, and 
you help me fix my ship. And they're like, whatever. Bye. <laughs> they just take off. So he goes outside the ship and does some more repairs, gets back inside, fires it up, works his way back out of the hole that they fell down into, and they're on their way forward to finish out this uh, this quest of delivering her to where she needs to go and him finding the other Mandalorian. So the story continues. Right, and, and just, just to give you one more thing before it's all over, you know, the, the child looks back at, at the frog lady and the frog lady looks at the child and and they, they look back and you think for a minute, she's like, she's on to him eating the eggs or whatever. And then like, like just so you can see, you know, the camera from the front, he slurps up one more egg. <laughs> Just in case you thought maybe he, he was like, oh, you know, she saved my life. I'm not going to eat her eggs anymore. Making that connection. Nope. Nope. Still eating the eggs. <laughs> if they're there, I'm going to eat them. Uh, so, yeah, man, I, I just I thought this one was a lot of fun. It it, it moved at a really good pace. Yeah. Uh, the, the spider stuff is, uh, to me, just great, great action, you know, uh, events that happen all the way through that. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I agreed. I, I think pacing is one of the things that The Mandalorian really has has done well. The episodes all move, and I think it's what we've been talking about. When you start to dissect the plot, sometimes it, it, it's either too convenient or it doesn't yeah. come quite together. But that's okay because you're not there to to dissect the plot. You're there to watch the action and to see interesting characters and to be along for the adventure. And that's yeah, and that's, that's probably why we like it so much. That that's Star Wars, right? Because if you do sit and start thinking about all this stuff, you're going to find plot holes and everything. But oh yeah, you got to take you got to take the words of Obi Wan and just move along. You know, <laughs> <laughs> move along. Yep, just move along. I, so, but yeah, I, man, that's that's episode or 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 chapter ten for you folks. Yeah, chapter and, ten, uh, the passenger, and you, I, I just I got to say, I really I really enjoyed it, and it's a great filler episode. It didn't move any yeah. like major plot along Mm-mm. at all, but you have to have these filler episodes because they build into the next, you know, into the next story somehow. Well, yeah, and it's probably that. All right, here's your setting up your 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 layout for your episodes. All right, first episode, season two, the dragon. Second episode, giant spiders. <laughs> episode three, who knows? It'll be some other creature of some sort. I mean. Or you start bringing in another bad guy, or you know, so you can tell they're they got these high points that maybe doesn't really tie into the plot so much, but yeah. it's a way to keep the story moving on, and you give them some sort of adversary to deal with. Yeah, and we, we still I don't know, man. Seen I think it's Moff Gideon from the, uh, the yeah. So you know, the, yeah, there's still plenty to unpack, but uh, again, sure. I, I like the fact that you have these one-offs. They're they're great. Yeah. Yep, I agree, man. All right, that's all I got. You got anything else? Nope, nope. We we went through the episode, and, and I, I highly recommend it, just like all these. Yeah. So there you go, folks. Keep uh, keep letting us know what you think about this, uh, if you're on board, if there's things we're missing. Uh, yeah, share your comments, man, because that's what this show's all about. Uh, there's, <laughs> there's so many Star Wars fans out there that I'm sure everybody has comments that they want to make on this stuff so feel free to share man we're 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 all ears and and you know you can share your yeah i know i've been doing it in the last few days you can share your favorite mandalorian pictures i i love yeah. boba fett stuff i i always have he's always intrigued me as a character and you know even though he's a minimal character he's always just been cool so you sure. know 
You got pictures yeah, you, of, you know, helmets or costumes or, you know, artwork. Just drop it in there, man. It's good. Wallet. If you got a Boba Fett wallet. <laughs> I do. It's it's beat to hell, though. You can't tell what it is anymore. Uh, I need to get a new one. Yeah. So if you, right, you want to buy me a wallet. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, if you want to go out there and buy us some uh, some Mandalorian garb, uh, yeah. I wear a large shirt. <laughs> there you go. If you just want to buy me stuff, I'll any of it. Yeah. I just just yeah. DM me, man. <laughs> right. All right, folks, we're gonna cut out of here. We'll see you next time. Adios. Adios.